like to start off by saying, we're always right, man, right? <laughs> we are always right. Everything we talk about this podcast, or everything that we talk about on this podcast, we're 100% of the time... We do, do fact-checking before we start oh, yeah. opening our mouths. Mm-hmm. And basically, this episode is going to be a couple of apologies. <laughs> um, some misinformation. We're going to set the record straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not doing a high-low this no. time. We're going to do a cork pop of a bottle I bought yesterday, which is High West, High Country, American Single Malt. So, without further ado, let's get this going. Yeah, I'm going to check out the deets for that High West Country with the people. Some details. I know it's not, it's not available here in Wisconsin much, so... You know, Dill, if you listen to this podcast often enough, you know he's a malt guy. He's a sucker for malt. Yeah. And Especially, for High West. <laughs> yeah. 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 And American malt, you know, like, uh, that's, of course, I've mentioned it before. It's a really exciting territory opening up. Oh, okay. Not sweet. Oaky. It's like all oak on the nose. Hmm. Let me smell. <clears throat> Going for a sniff. <clears throat> All right. Let's see what we got here. Technology, I tell you. Let's see what it says. It's uh, 44%. And they did not make this. This is a, a blend of their own. Blend of 100% copper pot distilled malt whiskeys. Aged a minimum of two years. A minimum of two years, huh? Yep. So who knows what's in this? Malts from, I'm guessing at least the United States. Well, it says American malt. Wait, it says American single malt whiskey on the front, but then on the back it says it's a blend. Yeah, this one I'm trying to do some. Maybe from the same distillery. That would make it single. A deep dive here. All right, here we go. Hmm. 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 Very oaky. So the mash bill is a blend of three one hundred percent malted barley recipes. The first recipe is a two row malt plus crystal. 60 plus chocolate malt. The number two recipe is a 100% two row pale malt. And then the number three recipe is a 100% peated Scottish malt. Huh. And then the cast is a new charred oak, ex bourbon, ex rye, and a ex pork cask? Wait, does it say that on that bottle? Do they have more than one high country? I mean, this is what I'm looking up. Doesn't say anything about the barrels. And then it says age two plus years, two to nine year malt blended t- together. Forty four percent, right? It's an eighty eight proofer. Yeah, it's forty four percent. Non chill filtered. Huh. Well, there's a lot of cask influence in it. Yeah, I know. I once you. Ex bourbon, ex rye, ex pork. 
I guess it does make sense when you smell it. I haven't even went in for a taste yet. This cost $99, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it at first, you know, mm. taste here. Mm. I mean, it's definitely flavorful. Oh, man. Now I see where all those 3X barrels come from. It's no surprise. It's an oak treat, that's for sure. There's not much wow. malt. You can't really Man, for an 88 proof whiskey, the flavor is just crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it, it must be, like you said, the cast, the, the previous ones that they used before. And I'm not picking up any of that peated Scottish no. malt you were talking about. Not even on the back end or anything. No. And I mean, what is the. It must be very little. What did it say? I can't remember. <laughs> So, yesterday, we went to Amon's new store for yeah. to buy some things, but also to sit down at the bar and try some things that we had been, you know, you can't, you can't get a chance to buy a bottle of this stuff. Yeah. Most of the bottles he has up on the shelf there. FYI, uh, Dylan and my dog are upstairs if you guys want to know what the... <laughs> Yeah. Bowling pin sound is. <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> Gotta love them. But yeah, I'm on. So, new. I, that was your first time there, there correct? To the new store, yeah. Yeah, to the. First time. Yeah. So, this Great might spot. have been. Has to be around almost a year now, I will think. Close to it. I can't remember when it opened. But, as we talked about before with his first location, pretty similar, but. New and um, new and improved. Can you say improved? Yeah, improved. <clears throat> the the bar location is it's separate from the store, so you're not looking down on the shelves. Mm -hmm. uh, you're just kind of looking out on this big you know, terrace that's up there. Garage door with the garage doors open. It's nice breeze coming in. Yeah, it was great. No one was there. We had the place to ourselves pretty much the whole time. Mm -hmm. That was great. So we got to talk to Thad. Yeah, one of the bartenders. Chat, chat manage, manage the manager of the bartender. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a great place. Which he should be <laughs> a manager of some type of bourbon or whiskey because he knows his stuff. He's pretty educated. Yeah. Which he gave that credit to Amon himself yeah. because, you know. Been bartending for over 20 years, he said, and he's learned so much just in the few years he's worked there. Because mm -hmm. Amon is like, you know, a deep diver into the whiskey world, every aspect of it. Of it. Yeah. Every aspect of All it. All of it. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's got a great store. It's a, it's in Mukwanago, mm -hmm. which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. You just like just, the first place, yeah, right? It's like, you know, tiny town. Dylan and our, I are in the city of Milwaukee, so his first store is like you gotta drive at least. 20 minutes out in the roll and almost the same with the second one that we went to the second location which is about 17 minutes away from you know city lights yeah so both locations in, are in the middle of nowhere which is probably pretty good because we discussed this if you had a location here in milwaukee or in the suburbs of milwaukee I don't think we would be able to get in there because everyone and their mom it would, would be, be packed. Yeah, it would be packed all the time. 
Yeah. I think the competition is so high here and the prices are low here mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's too much of a rat race. Mm-hmm. Because he can, he can charge Which, whatever, basically whatever he wants. Yeah. Which I don't know if he does have that much competition. If he did, you know, move right here in the city of Milwaukee, I doubt it, man. All the stuff that he gets, it's crazy. Yeah, I guess he's in kind of a league of his own yeah. in that sense. Well, one of one for sure. So let me go first with my first tasting and my first apology is <laughs> I I saw them on, up on the shelf. There's three bottles of the Scotch Whiskey Society um, products. Mm. And they were all, I think the youngest one was 18 years, and then the oldest one was 30. Yeah, 31. And, and they had, a, I think it was, they had an Auchentoshan that was 30 years old. Mm -hmm. But the one I had was Ben Riek, Uh And, no, it gets to my point. How do I know it's Ben Riek? <laughs> well, and I said, I'm like, you know, I want to try this stuff. But the transparency, I don't even know what I'm drinking. They don't tell you. And he goes... Thad said, yes, they do. I'm like, what? He's <laughs> like, yeah, see this code right here? This number represents the distillery. And mm -hmm. you just look it up on, and I tried to look it up today on their website. They don't, they don't show it anywhere. Yeah. I had to just type into Google Scotch Whiskey Society distillery chart, and some other website had it. Mm-hmm. And you can just look down the numbers. It's nice that you could look it up, all the information yeah. there if you, yep. you know. Yep, it's there. And the reason why they don't put it on the bottle, what, which they state why they don't put it on the bottle, what I thought was... NDA it, reason? It's made, no. It made sense once I thought about it. It's because their theory on it is they don't want you to focus on the distillery. They oh. want you to focus on the whiskey. The whiskey. Because the whiskeys they pick from the distillery are unique. Yeah, very to, unique. Um, to, to that barrel, basically. Uh -huh. And the one I had, Ben Riek, 31-year-old. Mm. Um, I have a bottle of Ben Riek 12 here. And I was just tasting it today to kind of like compare in my mind the two. And it's true. It's really true. What at least the, my experience with the one bottle I tried from them is, it is unique to that barrel that they picked. I mean, it's not. You're not going to get Ben Riek, You know, you're going to get Ben Riek plus uh, a unique cask. Yeah, and it was unique. It was unique. <laughs> yeah, okay, very unique. So this thing was 58 percent. And I kept adding water and adding water little by little oh, as I yeah, drank a lot. it. And it was like aged fruit, you know, like old stewed fruits, fruits, rich fruit, but not fresh fruit. Yeah, yeah. On the pet on the nose. Mm -hmm. And then on the palate, it was just an immense spice bomb. All yeah. you could Cinnamon. taste. Cinnamon, nutmeg, all that. Yeah. It was like uh like come to think of it. Spice. The, the sip that I had, I could have like that traditional like holiday type of spice that you yeah. Get, I mean, you could pick up anything. You almost kind of thought that you were getting that Amberana type uh, of thing because of that cinnamon influence. Yes, so yeah, much it was, spice. it was faint, but it was there. I could tell what you were talking about. 
and compare that to the Benrique 12, and the Benrique 12 is like fresh fruit on the nose and palate, and then at the end, it's just gonna finish, it finishes with some spice. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it really is like times 30 the amount of spice that was in this. And I kept adding water little by little, but you know, just, and it never, <laughs> it never tamed down. It was just intense spice the whole, the whole way through. It was, so if you're into spice, that aspect of scotch, that is the, <laughs> that is your end game scotch because it's nothing but spice. But I had, so my apologies to Scotch Whiskey Society. I know you guys are listening. To I remember one of the first times, I don't know how many episodes ago it was, that I mentioned the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society to Dylan. Obviously, you knew it, but you're like, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. It might be good, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the. Because of the transparency. And at that time, we now, I didn't I, know. I'm so a, once hundred percent apologize. Once he confirmed that I, I'm a believer now. Yeah. Once he confirmed that, yeah, you can. You can find out who, the, where, what the distillery comes from. And right when Thad said that, I was like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's over for Dylan. Well, what? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah. And now I want to try a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. It's. A, it's expensive, but it's a Man. unique experience. And you're you're, not you're, find... you're paying for quality stuff that yeah. is going to be most likely a one of one experience. Yep. So exactly, when you think about that, you're like, hmm, is it that expensive? I mean, it is, but what you're getting, you yeah. know, you kind of. And they they also have a they've broken down their flavor profiles into twelve flavor profiles. If you look on their website. You know, like the, like the peated versions, they have three types of peated. Lightly peated, peated, and then heavily peated. But it's like, there's also like, I don't know, like there's an oceanside, salt, salt, salty, oily, salty, something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of interesting that that's how they separate it all. You know, instead of just present it to you as this distillery, that distillery. It's like, here's the flavor ranges. What You know, what do you want to go for? Yeah. But if you're one of those like big time, like I know you're big time in the scotch, but some of those guys that are like super professional in scotch tasting or something or whatever, like um, what's the guy that you watch? On YouTube? Ralphie. Yeah, he might know those notes when he sees it on the bottle and be like, oily. Oh, oh I know what distillery that is. Yeah. Be like, what? How? <laughs> right. So that's probably another reason too. Like, okay, Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. What we do, we appear to the not the newbies, but no. the people that know their stuff. Yep. And that's why they probably are so descriptive with the notes and all this stuff, because they know that Scotch drinker is going to know uh, immediately from the notes and the texture, even though it's written on there, they're going to know what distillery that it came from, because they're into it. Yeah, and if you're if you're buying high-end Scotches, like to, you know, $150 to $300 range, mm-hmm. if you're already doing that, why not try their stuff because it's it's you're you're going to be spending money on high-end scotch anyway exactly. you might as well try a unique experience from them because you're not going to get it just if you get a regular uh bottle from you know the distillery mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same so i'm i'm a believer 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking into them more. I and think the only way to do it though is you got to be a be a member. Yeah, you got to be a club, member. and then you can. Yeah, you so. got to probably pay monthly. Yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, maybe I'll just be go in and out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly how it works. I guess it's. I mean, it doesn't hurt to look into it, but. Yeah, I don't know about monthly fees. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, you you wouldn't knew that if you didn't go to Amon's. That's a beautiful thing about. Mm-hmm. It's not just a liquor store. I mean, obviously, liquor store and a bar, but you you get to learn some things too. Even though. Me and Dylan are pretty knowledgeable, but it's nice to actually talk to a bartender or a yeah. liquor store owner that knows what he's getting in sometimes. Because yeah. sometimes I feel like I know more than some other like chain stores, like Total Wine and yeah. all this stuff. Is like you're never gonna get. I know it. what I'm getting, but do you really have to tell me? And the only product that you're directing me to is this Total Wine type of. Yes. Branding they're, they're stuff. Like, uh, no thank you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Knowledgeable guy. So that was my first one. And then what did you have for your first one? Uh, Balconis. I think I talked a couple of episodes about how... Not a Balconis fan. Shock, shocker. <laughs> but yeah. I have mentioned to Dill that I hear a lot of people that don't like their profile, but if they get single barrel picks it kind of changes their tune and Amon happened to have a, a barrel pick that he did of the uh, cash strength form of the uh, baby blue that we just reviewed a couple episodes yeah. ago what was it called? Uh, blue. True Blue True Blue yeah yeah. and it's kind of cool I actually have the bottle here it's not open yet I will try some tonight but I know I like it, maybe because it's high proof, obviously, it's 63.1%, and it's like seven years old, and it's, uh, it was finished in a Kentucky bourbon barrel for 67 months, which is unusual, (laughs) (laughs) because they don't do that with the normal product, I don't think, so, I don't know, man, uh... We but were discussing a little bit it's yesterday. It's not really like a corn whiskey at this point. It's more like a bourbon, right? Oh, probably. Yeah, we're going to... I'm going to try a little bit. And this was so good, I went to Total Wine today and picked up two more barrel picks from Balcones. Their uh, single malt and then also their rye. So... Yeah, they make... So, I'm guessing they make three different types of single malt. Mm-hmm. So this is the, yeah, the Texas single malt whiskey, and then, yeah, they got two more, right? Lineage. Lineage. Yep, and then the number, I think that's the one with the zero and the slash through it, and then there's another one with a number one on it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the one I have. Balconis, I love your single barrel products. (laughs) I mean, I see why you guys hold on to those, because, I mean, you smelled the nose, and it was just tremendously. Oh, yeah. Better than what the regular baby blue yeah. was. It was crazy. But, yeah. If you're a fan of baby blue, definitely try Good. this. Yeah, it's true blue. Another notch, for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of single barrels or store picks, um, I know I'll, I have been fortunate to get an allocated stuff and look for it and always say, 
knows a lot of good stuff available on the shelf. But the th the best things that are available on the shelf, especially if you have a a, a liquor store, it's not like ABC stores or anything like Virginia, because they're yeah they're um, controlled, mm -hmm. so you're not gonna get that many mm -hmm. you know store picks and stuff like that. But states that can get it. I mean, the best value that your local liquor store can offer you is one of their barrel picks because it's like a one-of-one -one type of thing. You know, you're trying to get the best barrel that they think is the best barrel from what they chose from. Sure. So it's like, man, it's almost like what we were talking with Thad. I'd rather have a collection of store, store picks, picks sometimes because it's probably like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just you so know, unique. You know it's going to be a step up mm -hmm. from their standard product. Yeah. You don't see it every day. Nope. So, you're a Balcones fan. <laughs> I mean, you bought yeah. three bottles. Yeah, bought three bottles. Okay. I mean, having that one true blue pick yesterday from a mine gave me faith in the, the Texas and the rye single barrels that I got today and I didn't even try those mm. so they're going to be fresh core pops mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure I don't think it's going to disappoint because I heard that the Texas single barrel picks are the pretty good too so mm. when I saw that today I was like eh, I'm going to have to get that as well now as I recall when I opened my uh, Belcones single mall it was it was pretty good as a cork pop it was pretty good but then as it, it got Aired oxygen out. and got you know a little bit lower in the bottle, it started getting that really funky flavor that I just can't stand. Mm -hmm. And I just I just can't go there. But we'll see if yours does that. Or see if they've cured that problem. Well, we could talk about it a little bit. So the Texas single malt that uh, Dylan is referring to, so the single barrel version of this is cast strength, obviously. Comes in at 65.6%. And this one right here was aged in a new American oat barrel. Um, and it was in there for 56 months in the barrel, which is, hmm. those are kind of long for, usually it's like a two-year thing for Texas. So, like I said, the True Blue was like seven-some years and that. And now with the rye, <clears throat> which the standard one I kind of liked at first. When you started buying that, like the regular, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Balcones Rye, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I kind of like this profile, even though it's kind of weird, but I was like, why does it have that malt taste to it? But it's rye. I, I didn't get it. And the more I thought about it, the more I started disliking it, because I'm like, I used to like this. <laughs> so this is uh, another cash rent, 64.1%. Uh, and this one is aged in a new European oak barrel. And it was in there for 48 months, whatever that means. So, okay, it's gonna be interesting, man. Real interesting. So, search out for those single barrels. Actually, we got one, another one from my mind. We actually got the same thing, too. Um, the Rittenhouse mm -hmm. barrel pick, which that, that was my first time park. seeing one of those. I, I knew that they existed, but I. He's probably the first one I've seen here in the state of Wisconsin that had a pick from from them. So uh, can't wait to try that. Yeah. And compare it to the, you know, the, the standard. Yeah. We'll see. And then Eagle Park. 
their cash strength. Um, yeah, never. I've never tried any of their stuff, so I'll, that'll be interesting to see what that's like. But yeah, if you guys are in the Wisconsin area, especially if you're close mm-hmm. to Milwaukee visiting or whatever, uh, go to Amon's in Wind Lake or Maguanago. I mean, you won't be doing anything wrong if you went to either one. Yeah. Just to see that collection. Mm-hmm. It is impressive. And if you're a rum guy or a tequila guy, he's got you covered there, too. Mm-hmm. He's got high-end stuff. Army X. Like, yeah. high-age Army X stuff. Like, whoa. <laughs> it's like stuff that you don't get, like, until you get over overseas, basically. Yeah. Like, how did it get here? But... Yep. He you're knows people. Hey. Stuff that's released only in Scotland. Yep. He's getting it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm looking on the shelf, and I'm seeing a lot of 700 milliliter bottles, which yeah. is, means it's not for export. Now, now guys here in the states are starting to do that now, like Jack Daniels. Like oh, most of their yeah, releases yeah. have been lately in 700 milliliters. So, hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> I want that little bit extra. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. So then my second taste was a 21-year-old independently bottled Springbank. Mm-hmm. And that was just fantastic. Um, yeah, I love the nose on that Those one. kind of bottles, though, a 21-year-old Springbank, you're looking at $600 or $500, you know, that range. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to buy that. No way. Yeah. See, that's another good thing about his stuff, too. You, you can at least say, I had it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than spending, I mean, of course you're not going to spend $800 on a bottle, but. It was really good, but I kept thinking, like, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. Mm. I don't think I, any, the any whiskey. The is far enough for me. Yeah. I, mean, just, I don't think any whiskey is that, is yeah. worth that much. No. When, once you, after you get over 300 in my personal opinion I think that's right a little bit of a reach yeah I mean I understand the $300 range is it's usually a very you know aged whiskey high end high end yeah you know like a Belvini 21 year or something like that you know Mm -hmm. you're you're gonna be paying the money for it but 600 800 no no not worth it in my book Better off just buying a $80 ounce of it mm-hmm. <laughs> and just said, I had yeah, it. I had it. I had exactly. it. Because, like you said, what was it? The Balvini ton? Ton? Yeah. And that, what, what is that, $500 or something it's like so, that? Yeah. And you weren't even happy with it. I mean, you didn't was, buy the bottle, yeah, but you tasted I, it. I was expecting more. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, no, no thanks. Yeah. It was just good, but it wasn't. I wonder how often it happens to people. Good. That probably happens to people a lot. You're a fan of a particular distillery, mm-hmm. and you see something yeah. priced pretty high, and you're like, you know what? You have they the price 12 it for year. yeah. You have the 15 year, and you're like, okay, they're great. Yeah, I'm and going you went for on the 30, or and I'm then, going for the 20. Yeah, and then like the Portwood or something like that, which yeah. you're talking about 300 dollars, and then you see the ton that's like 500. You're like, it might be worth it. It might be. So yeah. you go on a limb and buy it, and you get home, open it up. And you're like, uh... <laughs> What's the hype all about? 
did I really just spend five hundred dollars on a bottle that I'm never gonna be happy with? Yeah. Ouch. So always try it before you buy. That, yeah. I mean Especially if it's over two hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, oh so what did I have? Again for what my second. second one. Oh, um I, I finally did get to try um the gold label barrel proof um Jack Daniels rye. That's supposed to be a, a standard on shelves. So far, it's not. <clears throat> so I I have the special release one still, and after having yesterday the just the standard release that's going to be available <laughs> on shelves, mm-hmm. it was really impressive. Oh. Banana runts, banana pie, it was delicious, and I'm like, man, will it e- ever be available? <laughs> on the shelf if it tastes as good because they're all single barrels so maybe that was just a good single barrel as well too because so far I have heard mixed reviews about uh, it everyone was like oh the special release is so much better than the you know the one that I got but it's single barrels so you never know but whatever one Amon had yesterday it was really good it was a good. pick right? no it uh, wasn't nope just standard okay. standard single barrel from Jack Daniel hmm. super good and then, while I was sipping on my uh, Springbank, I just so happened to ask, I mean, I said, what about this William LaRue Weller? <laughs> I mean, is, it, is the hype, is it, and he, he didn't even answer me. He just grabbed a glass, mm-hmm. gave me a pour of it for free. Yeah, a small pour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Small pour, but it wasn't just a few drops. No, it was, uh, it was enough to sip on. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, uh, if you're a Buffalo Trace fan, you owe yourself to tasting uh, some of it. Just taste it once. Not, of course, buy a bottle. Because what would a bottle cost? Well, MSRP would be 100 bucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So if you saw it for 100. Because you probably could get it in a raffle somewhere and get it for the MSRP. But if a liquor store had it, they're going to have it up there for like $7.99, 800 something like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be so... Yeah, yeah it's going to be ridiculously priced. But if you can taste it somewhere, man, is it worth it. It's... Flavor uh, bomb, man. It's, it's like the best version of Buffalo Trace. It's just the best. It's intense full flavored and the smell is just it's like buffalo trace times 10 i mean it's just, it is <laughs> yeah. just awesome everyone is i'm telling you man i i've told dylan this numerous of times i know pat the pappy line gets everyone's attention mm-hmm. but everyone should be going after btac btac is part of the best stuff that buffalo trace comes out with btac yeah, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. So that's what the oh. William LaRue Weller is a part of. Okay. The George T. Stag, Eagle Rare 17, Sazerac 18, and uh, yeah. Thomas H. Handy um, Rye. So you got those. Wow, MSRP is 100 bucks on that stuff? Yeah, supposed to. This mm. is what it used to be. <laughs> well, Not anymore. That was fantastic. Glad I tried it. Now yeah. I know. Uh, I tried Blanton straight from the barrel. I don't know real. what batch it was, but that was phenomenal as well. 
I don't know why people are searching for the 93 proofer, which is great. <laughs> that that told us himself that when people get to that bar, they're like, "Do you got the 90? Do you got regular blades?" And then you know you got the gold <laughs> label next to it, yeah. and then it's straight from the barrel, and he still will pick the regular Blantons, and he's like trying to help him out, like, "Come on, just play the extra couple of ten bucks to get the straight from the barrel." It's like the best experience that you're gonna have for Blantons, right. and it it is it's crazy good. Best version of Blantons. Yeah, yeah, by far, mm-hmm. <laughs> by far. And then now we had a driver, so we weren't tra- oh, yeah, driving yeah, ourselves yeah, yeah. home from this after after yeah. three or four drinks. And then my third drink was heavy vapors. Oh, Ardbeg. Um, Ardbeg's heavy vapors. The committee release version of it, so it was like fifty percent. Now explain to around them there. the committee release because that was something new to us that we didn't know about either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know there was different heavy vapors. I thought it was just all committee release, and he mm-hmm. was like, "No, the stuff downstairs on the shelf is not committee release." And the I'm not sure all the differences, but the proof definitely was proofed up. So for the committee re- release, it's higher proof. But I'm I'm not sure what else. Is yeah, involved. I can't remember. Um, but the committee release has a little circle badge, you know, mm-hmm. on it that says committee release, or I, I don't know what it says. But so that had that, and that was uh, that was great. I don't know if I'd buy a bottle for 130 bucks. Um, but you have you know, the original. I already have my yeah. fermentation. Oh yeah, fermentation. I thought you had heavy vapors. No, no, I never bought it. It's good. It's you know. It's there's, it's not along the lines of Ardbeg Ten or Ugadal or anything like that. It's well, I mean, the smoke character, of course, is there, but mm-hmm. you just get a lot of uh, other flavors added in there as well, like earthiness, you know, some dark fruit. It's just, it was really rich, packed full of all kinds of flavors. That you don't normally get from, you know, the yeah, Arbeg stuff. Gotcha. Right. So, eh, I might, I might not buy it. I wasn't like blown away, like, oh, because I kept thinking, you know, I got that fermentation. I, you know, that's got packed full of flavors oh, yeah, too. But is... there's also some funky flavors in there because mm-hmm. of the, the accident, you know, the yeah. ten, this two weeks it sat in the tank or whatever. But drinkable. It's, yeah. It is good. Yeah. It is good. I haven't touched it in a long time. I, I think the last time I had it was probably back in November or something. Yeah. When your brother was here. Right, when I bought it. Yeah. It's been a while. So, that was great. Then you had a third one too, right? Uh, I think that was it. That was all I had. I had, oh, the, uh, I had. Okay. I had the True Blue, uh, the Jack Daniels Rye, Barrel Proof standard edition um blanton straight from the barrel okay so you did have three yeah yeah okay for some reason i thought i had four i don't know why well i i, I had a sip out of one of yours the um scotch the yeah, society the first one. one yeah that was that was great yeah i'm definitely gonna start looking into them I got to, you know, it's for the for the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they want to know. Um, and the like, shopping. I, I want to know too. Like, oh yeah, I for sure. Know, like, which which bottles for me? Cause yeah, yeah. 
Definitely not into the spice, but you know some people would be. Yeah, I'll find one. Also, the shopping experience at Amon's is pretty cool too. I mean, he's not going to have as much stuff as like a total wine or something like that. But the the, the no. whiskey aisles are what it should be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes you see some some different stuff. Like Dill found like the high country, found the high country, and. You know, we don't really see that everywhere. Not no. here. Mm. No. And I like it so what far from a fresh core pop. Yeah. I think it's only going to get better from there. Like, a part of me, it's my first whiskey of the day. And from what I was tasting, I was like, this is a pretty, I would say this is probably the best American malt that I had so far. But that's me because I like that. It's been in a bourbon cast. Yeah, it's been yeah, in a rye. Yeah. And it's also the been in a port. Influences super, yeah, so super strong. So it's not a traditional malt like you like. Right, right, right. All right. I guess next episode we'll do a high and a low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just give Whenever you guys a little be. update on uh, stuff, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah, check out Oman's. Yeah. Wind Lake, Wisconsin. Laguanago, Wisconsin. Yep. See ya.